I'm Emily. Hi, and hi, I'm Trey. We want to tell you a little story about how we started this podcast. About a decade ago, Trey and I used to work together in a retail clothing store. The store that shall not be named Men's Haberdashery. And we really hit it off if you couldn't tell. Honestly, those were the days. So many jokes. Like Gary Busey. And the announcements on the intercom. This is your captain speaking. And Gonzo! <laughs> we were hilarious. We are shamelessly, intensely self-aware of our own hilarity. Because we thought we were comedians, we figured we should have a podcast. But about what? I mean, since we both had a background in the arts, maybe something about that. Right. We thought because both of us are in fashion, also you were in costuming and photography, and me in singing, corporate espionage, and theater, it totally made sense. Hey, Plus, I did mean, you just say corporate espionage? Look, I signed an NDA. Let's move on. Okay. You know, it was like one of those things where you're like, let's start a garage band, and it's exciting, and then you realize that you don't really have a garage to practice in. And then years later, like eight years later, we decided to make it happen. We bought a proverbial garage. It's so nice in here. Mm-hmm. Do you want something from the mini fridge? Um, do we have anything chocolate? I got you. Yes! So, because we both love romanticism, we both love art, so it became the Modern Romantic Podcast. And here we are. Do you know what the best part of the story is? Uh, we finally came down to Earth and realized we aren't comedians. No! We get oh. to interview artful heroes and creators while inspiring others. Okay, yes, yes. Plus, we have a wonderful, supportive community. I love connecting people. Plus, we're still delirious. I mean, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Let's never lose that. Never. Awesome! <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Modern Romantic Podcast, where we celebrate romanticism through passionate people doing incredible things. Hi, I am always walking the runway in my dreams. I am Trey, and I'm joined by my co-host, Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm perpetually posing with my pet zebra. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't How know. How dare you? <laughs> zebra. 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 Sarah. I can't make a Z with my hands very well. <laughs> is there a, is there like how do is I is there a look that's just like called posing with the zebra? <laughs> like there's blue steel, but it's like posing with the zebra. We need to we need to figure this out. We'll we'll get that back. We'll get back to you about that, Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Emily, would you do the honors of introducing our fantastic guest tonight? Absolutely, I would. <laughs> Today we are. <laughs> So sorry. Today we are chatting with a world-renowned, amazing photographer and director, Dixie Dixon. Thank you for joining us, Dixie. Oh, thank you for having me. Such an honor to be here. You guys are a blast. Thank you. We've yeah. had a little fun chatting backstage already. Um, and yeah, it's been great. This is going to be a fun episode. Yes. So excited. Dixie, I think the first thing that I want to ask, and it's what we ask um, a lot of our guests right off the bat, yeah. we know you as a photographer and a director, and so you are very experienced when it comes to the camera, but we want to know about your origin story. How yeah. did you get into photography? Yeah, the 
origin story. I like how you put that. It sounds way more interesting than just a bio. You know what I mean? Because you're a superhero, so you get an origin story. Ooh, that's amazing. <laughs> very, very grateful. Um, so I'm an only child. So I grew up, you know, without siblings. Uh, I had pets and um, I literally figured out ways to entertain myself when I was little. And one of the ways was actually photographing like stuffed animals and groupings for a calendar. I was always like photographing friends and family, um, pets, animals, dogs, cats, um, anything that I could get in front of on camera, I was photographing just with my little point and shoot camera. And uh, yeah, it just kind of grew. Like I love looking through magazines. Um, and my, let's see, my senior year of, um, of high school, I ended up, um, <laughs> I was, I was actually in band. I was a, a saxophonist and one day during marching band, there was a, a director that was directing everything. He was like really hardcore, really mean, um, kind of personality and I misstepped and I ran smack dab into a tuba player and it was like domino effects the whole band like I messed up the entire situation that was going on it was a huge band there was probably a hundred of us and uh, wow. he he kind of fired me after that <laughs> <laughs> so I was like you know what I gotta get out of marching band I'm gonna join the yearbook staff to get out of marching band so I ended up joining the yearbook staff and took a darkroom class and totally fell in love with it. So I guess I can honestly thank um, that band director that I'm now in photography. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, let's see, I went off to college, wanted to major in business um, because I figured I really need to know the business side of things in order to actually make a living at photography. So I majored in entrepreneurship and then minored in art. And uh, on the weekends, I was shooting weddings and assisting weddings and shooting portraits. And then I studied abroad my senior year with a world-renowned fashion photographer in London and Prague. And that was when just I decided that's what I need to do for a living. I just completely fell in love with it. Um, so that's what I have been doing ever since. It's, uh, it's crazy because I, you know, when you go out and shoot something that you love it's it's a little intimidating you don't know if you can actually make a living doing it and um so my like very end of college i ended up applying for an investment firm job i ended up getting the job but then my mentor told me at the time he said dixie if you want to pursue art photography for a living now is the time to do it before you get locked in a lifestyle so I ended up turning down that investment from job and going straight into shooting. And actually his, that mentor, I photographed his daughter's wedding and that was one of my very first gigs as a photographer. So um, yeah, I've been doing it ever since. I haven't, uh, haven't had a normal job my whole life really. <laughs> so grateful for that, grateful for that. That is awesome. awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. That is awesome. <laughs> well, we uh, we were talking to um, Zachary James a couple of weeks ago who got his big break uh, or like one of the breaks that continues to be uh, forthcoming and he got the news while reaching for a bag of peas and now we can add to like fun stories of you got your start with um, toppling a tuba over and causing a domino effect. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that is amazing. Yeah. Um, 
what was it like studying um, in London and Prague? Oh my goodness, it was such a dream, such a dream. I, I applied for the program, it was a summer program, and I was the only, it was through Syracuse University, and I was the only Southerner in the program. And at the time I had a really thick accent. <laughs> I don't know how I've kind of gotten rid of the very Texas accent, but um, they all, they kind of all got a kick out of that. And I was teaching them line dancing and everything. <laughs> and, um, it was a very fun experience, but uh, yeah, I got to work with that fashion photographer and his name is Jeff Licata. Just such an amazing, amazing photographer. We shot for like Calvin Klein and Valentino and Vogue and all those big brands. So he was definitely the the guy to learn from. And the, te the other teacher on the program, Doc Mason, was also an amazing photographer. So um, it was quite the quite the experience. I remember when all the other students were out partying and stuff. I was like in the dark room or just deeply engulfed in photography. <laughs> it's always been my total passion, so. You can tell, awesome. yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. So you've done quite a few different varieties of fashion photography yeah. from, you know, in all over the world as well. Yeah. You travel everywhere. Um, <laughs> a couple of them with, have been with really interesting animals. Yes. And so I, I want to know about that. Yes. Sorry, my hat keeps falling off. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite animal was definitely Gerald the giraffe. Amazing, amazing creature. And he's probably one of my most favorite shots I think I've taken just because, man, it was such a, a dream shoot. We had the model in giraffe print dress and uh, her name's Carson. She's a total sport. And, uh, Gerald was the total ham, you know, he, he was just like posing and doing his thing <laughs> as we were photographing and just looping his neck around her to frame her in the shot. And um, after the shoot, it was funny because, well, it really kind of wasn't funny at the time, but I accidentally left one of two of my lenses in the giraffe cage, just kind of on the edge, hidden. And I didn't realize the giraffes were going to be back there while we went to change hair and makeup and stuff. Um, and I came back and my lenses were gone. <laughs> so I was freaking out because I thought that the giraffe, I thought Gerald ate the lenses. Oh, and yeah. I just thought, oh, oh, no, if I hurt this giraffe in any way, I will feel like the most terrible person ever. But it was crazy. So we were just searching around the cage where the giraffe, you know, ran and everything and couldn't find it and finally we found the lens it was like it's a huge fence so we found it on the other side of the fence and a little pail of water chewed on a little bit so it's like Gerald had just chewed on it a little bit and just launched it over the fence and it landed in this pail of water <laughs> wow and we're like, wow, Gerald, that's that that was a two thousand uh, dollar lens you just chewed on, buddy. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was uh, it was worth the shot, though. Worth it. Nikon actually was able to fix that lens, believe it or not. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Wow. I was like, that's a testament to Nikon cameras and lenses. <laughs> <laughs> they can even hold up to drafts. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That was such a fun 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 shoot and then Gerald has since because these are orphan animals that this um, 
this owner has adopted and he adopted uh, a, a female giraffe. Okay. So they got married. <laughs> Gerald oh. and Harriet are married and they just had a baby Joy. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Sweet. I just am obsessed with them. So yeah. yeah cute giraffe family. <laughs> were, you, were you asked to photograph that wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would. <laughs> That would have been amazing. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> Shoot their little baby pictures. Yes, yes. The baby, baby joy. Man, to see a baby giraffe try to run with those legs, those long legs, is just like, talk about joy. I mean, just pure joy in its face is so fun to watch. That's awesome. Very cute. Not something we see here every day, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Me either pretty pretty amazing <laughs> um earlier in the episode when emily was talking about posing with the zebras yes. <clears throat> um so it was also kind of a reference to some of the shots that you've done with zebras yes. yeah yeah oh, <laughs> actually it was the same uh ranch that we shot okay. the zebras and we showed up and i actually thought the zebras were going to be a lot bigger than they were i guess there's some breed of zebra that was quite small so the model towered over the zebras, uh, which was pretty interesting, but they were pretty chill. Um, its name was Zach, and I can't remember the other one's name, but uh, they were very cool to work with. We had the, the model in a zebra print dress and uh, just posing with the zebras, and we shot for probably all day. <laughs> I like to do all day shoots. My shoots are never like an hour, two hours, they're always all day. Because <laughs> once I get shooting, I cannot stop. I just, I love it love it so much well and you never like I feel like when at least when I'm shooting it takes everybody some time to kind of get in the groove and get comfortable and then exactly. after that the magic starts to happen exactly you're so right so it's very, very true it's like it takes everyone like so just a little bit of time to kind of acclimate with everybody and get comfortable and yeah so, so same with the animals they took a little sure. while to work <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't shot with too many animals but horses do for sure they take yeah. a while to warm up to the idea of especially if there's like flowing fabric or something like yes. distracting or annoying to them absolutely <laughs> so true yeah we've shot with longhorns um, oh, wow. uh, mountain lions Ooh, that's cool what? <laughs> Ooh, that was scary it uh you know, they had it on a chain link, uh, not a chain link, but a, just like a big heavy duty uh, leash. But okay. I remember they took it out of the area that we were shooting because it was starting to get a little bit nervous and it hissed at me on the way out. I think all of the hair stand up on top of my head when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrifying. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it's a, definitely a fun project. Yeah. <laughs> there was this idea I had a long time ago because I've done a few uh, I've been to a few fashion weeks where my clothing was what walked the runway and Ooh, yeah amazing. I have a history in costuming and fashion um, yes. so it was really fun and like at the mm -hmm. time like you have the freedom to decide what you want to do during the show like one of the shows we did we partnered with Opera Carolina and there were like actual opera singers singing 
during the show, well, which was really cool. Live, yeah, live music is awesome. You have this on video? Yeah, that's on, I think it's on the Opera Recycles YouTube page. Wow, Otherwise, that. I'll send it to you. Yeah, it was really neat. Did this whole, so yeah, it was, it was awesome. And cool. I'm sorry. I said, that's so cool because it's like you're merging fashion, music, and art all together. Mm -hmm. It was, so yeah. <laughs> I was very lucky to be there. And uh, one of the, so we threw, my uh, business partner at the time, we'd throw ideas back and forth and we, like we'd build on each other and it escalates. So we had a couple ideas and one of them was to have like mountain lions that were, would walk the runway like with us at the end. Cause oh part God. of it was to kind of also, <laughs> like we had no reason to walk the runway as the designers. <laughs> But, like, the designer usually walks out at the end and, like, waves. Right. Absolutely. They wear all black or whatever and try to, you know. And, yeah. and I'm always, I'm a little nervous doing that. But I would, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in a memorable and impactful way. I believe in wow factor. So that's what we want to do. I want to walk out with, like, I want to be flanked by mountain lions. And I. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. And so we never did that because. You know, mountain lions, but <laughs> a little scary. <laughs> yeah, but we always talked about how great an idea that would be. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Amazing. You led it to grand entrance. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. What we could have done is like done something with uh, Siegfried and Roy and coordinate mm. like all of those white tigers. To, and instead of them coming out, you just kind of walk out with the uh, the white tigers. And that's your entrance. Right. I love that. Right. And I would not get mauled. I just I just know it. <laughs> just don't eat snacks in your pocket. No snacks. <laughs> no crumbs from snacks either. <laughs> I could just see Emily up on stage. Bad Sasha, bad Sasha. No. <laughs> no. Down. You get, you get treats after the show. <laughs> Seriously, I always keep snacks in my pocket, so I, you know, gotta be careful. That's wonderful. <laughs> sure. I actually was dying to shoot with a, an elephant on the last oh. uh, Nikon production that we did. Yeah. But I, I reached out to a company who, you know, lets you rent the elephants. You wouldn't believe how much it costs to rent an oh. elephant. 30 grand. <laughs> that was just That's more. way more than I thought it would be. Yes. Uh, I thought maybe 10, you know. 10 Is that in, in the U.S.? Um, that was to have it in Texas. Okay. Hmm. I guess there was some ranch with elephants around here, but they were not <laughs> <elephants>. <laughs> Wow. Not in the budget, but unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. That's, that I can't yeah. think of any better solutions to that other than. So we ended up with camels instead. Yeah, just camels, <laughs> the other elephant. Yeah, yeah. Camels. <laughs> camels very much. So, yeah. What? It was funny because that ranch that we shot at, the owner of those animals, other than the camels, mm. only has black and white animals because that's her color scheme in her house. And she wanted them to match the house um, that she was living in. So all her animals, whether they're 
horses, uh, llamas, um, cows, longhorns. They're all black and white. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. I, she has color scheme. <laughs> that idea never entered my mind until now. Wow. <laughs> Me either. It's very interesting. She's very creative. Um, yep. Very interesting sort. <laughs> Trey looks kind of blown away there. <laughs> A little bit, and there's a lot mulling around in my brain right now. Um, the the I just have one point to make. Um, there are two places that if you ever decide to shoot with um, to shoot with um, potentially um, wild animals, uh -huh. there is a preserve up here um, in north part of Charlotte, uh, technically in Salisbury, North Carolina. It's called uh, Tiger World. Um, they have a lot of animals that kind of similar to the ranch they bring on that have either been in a zoo before or are orphaned. And so they try to give them as natural an existence as they possibly can. But then they also open it up for people to come and view similar to a zoo, um, but view them in a more natural kind of environment. Um, so they have that up in Salisbury. And then there's also a... Um, I forget what the conservatory is, but it is a wolf uh, conservative ship uh, that is on the eastern part of North Carolina. And they have wolves that have been somewhat domesticated enough for people to interact with them. Um, they apparently are like really friendly and act more like puppies whenever they get domesticated. It's so cute, but their fur is so dense. Why haven't we been there? <laughs> Why have I never heard of that? No, I, a trip. I, yeah, I used I, to live out there and I don't know what um, you're talking about. Well, I found them on Twitter. It was like a random follow. I started seeing like I liked a whole lot of these wolf posts for things. And then this place just kind of popped up as one of the recommended places to follow. And it was just like, oh, yeah, sure. And then it was just like cute pic after cute picture after cute picture. And it just, <laughs> I'm sorry. It it's, I'm okay. Sorry. it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. You're fired. <laughs> My life is over. Oh. Um, but seriously, uh, but along that, along those same lines of like doing uh, doing photography, um, what have been some of the photo shoots that you are? that you're most proud of? Ooh. You know, um, it's always those shoots where I had to overcome a lot of fear to do. Um, and it's so, it's so funny because sometimes it's not even the, the final images that are my favorite shoots. It was the process of creating and everything, like going over, pushing past that fear. Like one of them was a it was actually the Nikon D850 filmmakers kit, the advertising campaign for that. Um, I'd never shot video before. And so they wanted us to roll in there and just immediately shoot shoot video basically with their new camera they were releasing. And um, I was crazy nervous, but we actually shot in Hawaii and they had us in helicopters, like filming out of the side of a helicopter. Cool. With this and you know seat belted in the whole door is off the helicopter and we're looking down filming these cool bark volcanoes it was a definitely a, a surreal surreal moment but those are the moments that I just 
I, I live for in, in this um, business because it's like you just never would have guessed you would be up in a helicopter just filming volcanoes, you know, <laughs> just never would have guessed it. And uh, the end result turned out, turned out really cool. We made a couple of short films and uh, turned out really neat. Nikon was happy and man, we got to shoot for 10 days in, in the big island of awesome. Hawaii. Yeah, it was such a fun, fun shoot. So, so many like those. So, so many. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was, no, you're good. <laughs> was your fear the hanging out of the helicopter part? Or was it volcanoes? <laughs> it was actually neither of those. <laughs> I was cool with all that. I'm, I'm very much uh, adrenaline cool. junkie. Um, it was the making... The, just the wanting to make sure since I'd never shot video before that I was going to be able to deliver quality stuff um, mm. that they were needing and that I didn't like fail on that job. That was my, that was my sure. Yeah, yeah. Valid. I'm all, all good with the jumping out of airplanes and all awesome. That. <laughs> yeah. I will give you my next ticket to go skydiving. You have at it. <laughs> um, in you... those moments, <laughs> <laughs> You don't know me, Emily. Don't <laughs> I don't know assumptions. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dixie, okay. when you when you have those moments where you're overcoming fear and things, um, what do you tell yourself in those moments? Ooh. Um, I always think of the feeling that I'm going to have after I do the thing because, I don't know, I kind of feel like a lot of, in a lot of ways, our world kind of teaches us lately to like bow down to that fear and not push through it but a lot of times you get the most huge life-changing moments of your of your life when you kind of push through that fear and do stuff anyways um and so anytime i'm given an opportunity that i may not think i'm prepared for i always say yes and i figure it out along the way because either way you know you're gonna you're gonna land somehow and you're gonna either make it a lesson or one big insane amazing experience so um that's kind of how i've tended to look at things when i you know have to overcome that fear the other fear was mine was a public speaking believe it or not that was a huge fear maybe even more than the helicopter job (laughs) (laughs) man because i you know i enjoy the interview scenario, but ha- but having to get up on stage and speak for like Nikon and some of these companies that I work with, it's, uh, I just remember being so incredibly nervous, but anytime I would get finished with one, I'd be like, okay, I did it. I got that done. Um, but I don't think the nervous that I work goes with away, is, at least uh, it hasn't for me. <laughs> I just, yeah. no, um, like I, I've done stage things and I've done like probably more than a hundred different auditions through all yeah. the stuff that I've did, or like as soon as that curtain starts to come rise on a performance, that that it's that adrenaline never goes away. Yeah. You just kind of learn to kind of manage it and just go, all right, let's do this. And then you get into it and you're like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's so well said. So well said. Stage is a whole different animal. I, I made a C in acting in college. I was a terrible actor. Terrible. <laughs> I am behind the scenes. Always behind the scenes. So. 
no. that is a-okay but, but, from some of the, but some of the shots that you've got like those are incredible oh thank you so much <laughs> yeah acting is a whole other animal i feel like but it's definitely it's such an art and uh to be able to bring on the persona who, of whoever you're you know acting as so definitely a huge art and i have a huge appreciation for it mm -hmm. well with you and directing you are still bringing art to life in and of itself so while that stage may be recorded through your lens you are still bringing that stage to countless different audiences mm -hmm. so please while they are somewhat different there are so many commonalities between them so please don't discount the incredible work that you're also doing oh thank you absolutely it's like different art forms we find our yeah. niche <laughs> yeah. well and i think other artists appreciate art i can't say better because i don't believe in that but i think differently because you understand maybe a little more about what it takes yeah, definitely. Um, out there in that way. How much, I've wondered this after seeing like some of the, you know, the giraffe pictures and things like that. And, yeah. and some of the real creative ones, I, I wondered how much creative control you end up getting to have. Yeah. I mean, with the giraffe stuff, that's all personal work. So, you know, I get to create and have fun awesome. doing that. Yeah, that's like the dream um, is when a client gives you that and pays for it, right? <laughs> Some clients do. Uh, sometimes I do get the luxury to have clients just kind of trust my vision and get to run with it. Um, I had a company. Have you ever heard of uh, Poopery? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. They have all the viral um, bathroom spray videos and everything. And I got to direct one of their commercials. Um, and I actually pitched them the idea before the shoot and they let me, they loved the idea and let me run with it and created this whole black and white commercial and um, ended up winning an advertising award, which was really exciting. So it was like, oh, that was cool because that was a, a personal vision. I got to see come full circle and come to life because usually you have clients that are nitpicking every like piece of the process. Um, that's pretty typical in the advertising advertising space so it's nice when you get some creative control for sure yeah so, and yeah. The, i think that's a commercial i've seen so for our audience can you say what i guess yeah. if they look for the black and white commercial uh -huh. yeah then, it's called pretty um, i'm sorry but, say that one more time i think it cut out yeah. oh it's okay it's called privy and Privy was the high-end version of bathroom spray as opposed to just the poopery spray because it has it's made with like essential oils and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it's that that black and white um, commercial that awesome. I got to Yeah. Well, congratulations uh, belatedly on that award. <laughs> Appreciate that very much. It was definitely a dream shoot. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, a moment ago of getting lots of feedback and like nitpicking and those sorts of things mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that you've received countless amounts of feedback on your on your photography or on your directorial um, projects yeah. how do you to kind of a two-part question how do you deal with that feedback 
And then how do you decide which feedback to listen to and when to tell people to go take a long walk off a short cliff? <laughs> when do you I fire mean, I, them? Fire <laughs> them. <laughs> so basically, Nancy, uh, she's an amazing producer. She produces all of my shoots. So she basically, you know, I'll choose the models. She'll book the models. Um, she'll do all the invoicing, accounting, food, on set, all the kind of like logistical details she handles. So if there needs to be someone that needs to be escorted off set, I just have to let Nancy know and she will escort them off set <laughs> in a very sweet way. <laughs> We've actually had that happen pretty recently. Um, I was going to say, you're talking about it like it has happened. Yes, it definitely has happened. Definitely has happened. Some A couple of times we've had models show up and they were pretty uh, intoxicated. <laughs> and, um, it hasn't happened often. It's like, And then one, I think, was on some kind of amazing drug. I'm not sure what they were on, but they were very, um, yeah, wow. <laughs> very intense. Yeah, so Nancy uh, took care of that and handled it in a very nice way, and um, thankfully. Like, yeah. all right, I'm friends with a bunch of models because of the fashion side of things, and I just yeah. want to say to all the models out there that I've worked with, thank <laughs> you. Thank you for not showing up drunk or high. Thank you so much for being amazing, and also for the rest of you. This is like a world, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity don't mess it up with that nonsense what in the world but yes very very true very true um so yeah my whole career only had that happen like two or three times so very rare we actually had a model once show up on set she was sucking on a lollipop and Mm -hmm. she chipped her tooth right before we started shooting. I'm laughing, it's terrible. Um, How unfortunate. I know, and it was a huge, um, huge chip in her tooth. She's like, oh my goodness. So she had to go to the dentist and we had to have a sub come in. Oh. Um, I know, she was bummed out. That is really unfortunate. (laughs) I know, I'm like, dang, how do you chip your tooth that easy? That's crazy, but. yeah, so crazy experiences. You never know. We we definitely have a lot of good casting calls. It looks like, oh, Sandra, hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, she says, do you have a casting call and how do you choose your models? Yeah, so usually the client will basically give us a rundown of what kind of models they're looking for, um, you know, their height, their ethnicity, all these different elements. Um, and then we'll send that out to the modeling agencies and then the modeling agencies will send them to our casting call. And then I just kind of like to ask a lot of different questions about themselves when they come into the casting call, just to kind of get an idea for who they are. And I actually, I like to give people a big hug when they walk in the door. So if they give me one of those awkward side hugs, I know they're gonna be hard to work with because <laughs> they're gonna take so long to uh, open up. But the people that are like all jolly and just, fully like give me a big bear hug I know they're gonna be super easy to photograph because they're very open um so that's kind of that's an interesting uh icebreaker to start like I mean the fact that you know how they're gonna be based on that is Mm -hmm. kind of amazing but I could see why that would work yeah do you ever have models refuse to hug you then like (laughs) this is like this is Um... not for me Sometimes, every once in a while, and I totally respect that. I just know that like for these advertising shoots, 
they have to be out there and like on because we're on such a time schedule. Mm -hmm. Folks that are more um, into it and just connect instantly are going to be the ones that are going to be a lot easier to shoot. So that's kind of how I gauge it. (laughs) Yeah. A little little key. I guess it would be weird. Like, I mean, I'm just, um, maybe that would be weird for some photographers, but I'm I'm such a hugger. So maybe it's natural to me to use that type of, uh, I guess, test. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, you're, you're real and genuine and you're very likable. So I could see why, I mean, at least for me, I I won't speak for Trey maybe, (laughs) at least for me, like that would be no big deal, but, um, I get, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Aren't you glad I didn't do that to any of the, um, applicants at the store we used to work at, Trey? <laughs> hi, uh, hi, applicant. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, we're going to start off with an icebreaker. I'm going to give you a big bear hug. <laughs> I don't announce it like that. That's really you, you just, I was going to say, do you just... <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical when it sounds announced. <laughs> and now for the next part of your interview... <laughs> and then like the follow-up questions of like if this was an interview like and on a scale of one to five how was my huggability (laughs) (laughs) and how would you rate your own huggability (laughs) that's when you look on like glassdoor.com or something and you see this like interview questions and like this was the most ridiculous that's amazing huggability i love that i'm just gonna add that to the list (laughs) huggability is kind of what you're looking for yeah yeah i need a big bear hug that's great really funny we did not do that during uh, the whole you know rona stuff (laughs) the past couple of years that wouldn't have gone over well i don't imagine (laughs) Oh, oh that's great (laughs) <laughs> do you ultimately get to choose then the model um sometimes i get to choose the model other times we'll give the client recommendations and then they will end up choosing the model sometimes they go with my recommendations and then sometimes they don't um sure. always like it when they go with my recommendations of course yeah and especially if i've worked with the models before and i already know how they move and how they oh work. yeah that's yeah. helpful for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, what are some of your inspirations? Like you're you're going to a photo shoot um, that you get to design. <laughs> what are some of the inspirations that you bring to your photo shoots? Hmm. You know, for every shoot that I do, I do a mood board. And so I'll find different photos from magazines um showcasing the hair i'm looking for the makeup i'm looking for the posing that i'm looking for and then i put it all together in a cork board and i actually do this for life goals too like i do one yearly vision board yearly just to get my goals all out on a you know cork board so i can see it and kind of basically go over it every day and kind of get my goals going but i do one for every shoot and that kind of gets the whole team on the same page so that we can all go in and create and we know what our final outcome um, 
somewhat kind of wants to look like. Um, we're not looking to copy any of the shots, just bits sure. and pieces to bring together. So, yeah. Like so inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. So I get them from magazines, um, locations, travel, um, other photographers work sometimes like the, I like to study the older photographers that shot film, um, like, like, uh, Richard Avedon and, um, Irving Penn and, um, all those, you know, greats, um, to study. And, you know, I get kind of get inspiration from everywhere. Just kind of inspires, inspires each shoot. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Do you ever get inspired during a shoot? Like, oh, oh, well, you know what would look good right now is if we did this instead. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like, we'll have a happy accident happen. Like, for instance, if it starts raining or something, and then we're like, ooh, well, now let's, instead of using this as a negative, how can we make this into an even cooler shot? So we'll throw a backlight on that rain, make the rain really stand out, make it this really cool, moody, you know, weather rain shot you know so it's always a it's always a dance yeah sure yeah and it's good sounds to. S- like- oh go ahead oh no it sounds like what when you created these uh fashion shows it's similar like you get inspired and you know yeah it's hard to change do a design change with a fashion show oh, yeah. mid. but there have been times when like right before we'll change you know i'll and I don't really do that that much anymore but in like when I do the art photography I do I've learned that staying open-minded to the moment is the Mm -hmm. most beneficial because like you said it could rain and and you you can either pack up and go home or you can go with it and magic can still happen exactly that's so well said thank you yeah beautifully said because you just never know what what it could turn into some mm-hmm. of the favorite shots or shots that I thought everything was going wrong and then you end up with the most epic shot you've ever created and it's like wow that came together in a way I would have never been able to predict so it's very surreal relatable <laughs> relatable yes it's very fun. does it happen with theater Trey <laughs> um more than you think um, you just kind of have to run with it. Um, God, I'm trying to think. There was something that happened in college, and I don't remember what it was. Um, we're just gonna uh, we'll come back to that story. Uh, I'll, have to think of, well, I'll have to think about what it was uh, specifically so that I can give details. But I want to say that, like every show, something happens that is always just a little bit different. Actually, I do have a story. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And this is not from college. This is actually from uh, something that I got paid for. Uh, and I was in a show called Psycho Beach Party. Uh, and this show in particular was just incredibly, incredibly um, fun and hysterical. But also just if you ever have done the show or watched the adaptation from like 2001-ish, um, it is just utterly bizarre. Think Gidget meets 1990s slash early 2000s humor. It's just bananas. Uh, so anyway, in the show, uh, I played a woman, like natural woman, uh, done up to the whole nine yards and everything. But the costumer could only find one kind of bra uh, for me to look like a real woman. 
and it unfortunately had buttons sewn into the front of the bra uh, so that it for a previous production it looked like uh, a particular anatomy on somebody and it was the only bra that she had and she said all right i'm gonna find something that's a little bit more appropriate well with one of the costumes and one of the lines for during one of the rehearsals in full costume i walk out in the thing i say my line and the rope that i had like over top of everything just kind of like unfurled and underneath the lights the entire cast is just starts cackling and it turned in this just throwaway line of like, what a splendiferous morning, uh, turned it into this sight gag that the director was like, yep, we're doing this. We're doing this for the, the, the entire production. <laughs> Cut to three weeks into our run of the show, uh, come out ready for the visual gag. Normally it takes about 30 seconds for people to like calm down from the, the laughter because they're not expecting it. Guy in the third row, I... You know, the bit happens, just goes, yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, th things, things happen. That's hysterical. <laughs> now the show must go on. <laughs> it does. And now you get to live with that awesome memory. Yes. 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 <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> love that. Is there a place you love to travel to shoot? Ooh. Like you're Any Go ahead. Yeah. Anywhere near a beach. I love. I love. I'm very much a beach beach girl, so anywhere near a beach. There was a place that I went to once called uh, Florianopolis which is a tiny little island off the coast of Brazil. Hmm. Man, oh my goodness, such beautiful scenery and the models there were just stunning. Um, and because of the exchange rate, we were able to hire our crew and our models for like a third of the price there. Wow. Um, so that, was a, that was a really cool experience. But the only tricky part was is none of them spoke English. And so I was struggling a little bit because I don't speak Portuguese, unfortunately. Um, so it was tricky. Like we had one guy on set that spoke English and Portuguese and he would translate. So when you're trying to direct a model and you have a translator in between, everything has a buffer. So it's tough to, you know, get in that dance a little bit. But, you know, we, we made it happen. We made it work. But uh, definitely an experience. <laughs> what, what is the name of that island again? Um, Florianopolis. Florian, I've never heard of it. Oh, really? It's funny. Not many people have heard of that place, huh. and it's a long word to spell. Florianopolis. Kind of got to sound it out. <laughs> yeah. And a, do they have like an airport, or do you have to go to Brazil and then? So over? you have to fly, yeah, into Rio, and then it was like a twenty-four hour adventure because I flew to Chicago first. Chicago to london i think london to the to rio and then rio to florianopolis so it was a wow. it was a whew. and i remember because i was the only girl on that trip um our whole crew was guys and they all drank on the plane and slept the whole way and i did not drink or and so i did not sleep the whole way so when we got there in the very you know 
early, early morning. They were all ready to go scout locations, and I hadn't had any sleep. So oh, it was no. a, ooh, it was a tough, it was a, it was a tough production because just running on no sleep and having to get up because we would get up for the sunrise and we'd shoot all day till sunset and then do it again the next day for 10 days. So I think that's probably the most tired wow. I've ever been, <laughs> but definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. They actually, they filmed that whole shoot for a tutorial, like a fashion tutorial. And it's a 22 hour um, fashion tutorial on pro EDU. So oh, photographers, yeah. yeah, that are like looking to, to learn about fashion photography you can check that one out but it's all they almost you know had a camera on us 24 7 so awesome was, wow i mean odd yeah but yeah <laughs> i'm glad i don't have a camera on me 24 7 i know me too <laughs> i remember one morning i was i was in the shower and this little monkey crawls in the window and he's like and he's like hanging out with me <laughs> like what a really interesting experience because it's all open air you know and the monkeys just wow. oh my gosh emily i cannot believe this incredible chocolate we've been tasting Ugh. we had to bring eric and jaleesa from storyboard delights back to discuss absolutely we did what is it about your chocolate that makes it so magical Ooh, it's magical because we infuse so much fun in our chocolate. It's not something serious, but it is a serious experience. We make sculpted chocolate bars that have stories to tell. Like, for instance, our Red Riding Hood bar. Oh, the Red Riding Hood bar is super fun. First, we start with the digital painting on the front, and it tells the first part of the story of Red Riding Hood walking into the woods. And then when you unwrap it, you have this sculpted bar of Big Bad Wolf sitting in Granny's bed. And then you taste it, and the flavor profile wraps up the rest of the story. And so you first, when you bite into it, you taste the earthiness of the chocolate, which is the hunting grounds of the Big Bad Wolf. And then you've got the Pasilla chili pepper, which provides sort of the prowl. It's kind of spicy not quite but then the guajillo bites you at the end just like the big bad wolf you can find us at www.storyboarddelights.com pick out whichever chocolate you want whichever story you want and we will ship it right to your door fantastic i'm going to storyboarddelights.com right now go right through the windows and just hang out with you <laughs> while you shower <laughs> i kind of love that though yeah it was actually kind of cool he was just you know looking for food <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah. in the shower <laughs> yeah he was sure that i might have a treat for him or something he was <laughs> he's like this is the girl that keeps snacks in her pocket <laughs> yeah. exactly what he was thinking <laughs> They like Cheetos a lot too. We found oh. out. Oh, so, yeah. Really? Yeah, they love the cheesy. Was it the triple cheese Cheetos or something? Oh. I mean, can you blame them? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love cheese and Cheetos. Yeah. So. I mean, you you truly have been around the world. Um, what are some of your favorite places to visit? Yeah. Gosh. Um, you know, Santorini was beautiful. I want to go back there. It's funny because I was in the sixth grade when I went there. Um, I was on a, a cruise, but I've been dying to go back there and shoot because they have all those beautiful, you know, houses and things with the blue roofs and the white plaster. 
you know, it's in all those big commercials you see. I think it was in a cat commercial for a long time. Mm. Um, Fancy Feast, if you ever yeah. look at um, that commercial, they always have, you know, Santorini in the background. So I definitely want to go back there and shoot someday. Um, Positano, I've shot there. If you guys oh, heard of yeah. Yes. Oh, I love Italy. Loved it. We've got that cool, you know, very colorful backdrop, just very idyllic and surreal. Yeah. Would love to go back there and shoot. I bet the food is good too. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny because all the Italians would be laughing because I couldn't figure out how I was eating all this pasta and not gaining weight. And they're like, well, it's because we don't put you know, chemicals in our food like you guys do. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's before I knew about everything that the U.S. does with our food system. But um, I was like, dang it, why do we have gluten in our food? <laughs> I've had, I have heard their flour is different. Yeah, yeah, so good, so good. And they all have like a garden right next to the restaurant, and then they just take things from the garden and then just cook with it. It's just a, it's a whole different way of, of way of doing it it's really cool it's like how it should be yeah, right i wish we could go back to that let's go here. let's all go yeah let's make it happen mantra <laughs> we're going okay all right um, <laughs> seth yeah i'm glad you said yes <laughs> i mean why not say yes um without saying yes to things like we've heard earlier in the episode we may not have like photography I may not have ever worked with you, and as a result, we may not have ever had this podcast. And so saying yes is scary, but it can also be an incredibly fulfilling thing to do. So why not? Yeah. Go for it. Amen. Yeah, Amen. I mean, what's the worst yeah. that can happen? It's Italy. Exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Right? Yes. I had a question and it completely left my brain. Oh, I hate it when that <laughs> pop back <laughs> yeah oh so i want you... oh go ahead no you go first you go first then i'll because <laughs> i'm gonna change the tide That's... of this a little bit i That's wanted cool. to know what yeah. is something that you or what are maybe more than one thing that's up to you uh what you do to prepare your equipment and things so that you don't run into disasters like extra batteries or is there anything that you're kind of particular about like for me I'm paranoid that I'm going to run out of card space so I bring lots you know that kind of thing that's really good very helpful um I actually learned this the hard way on one of my very first campaigns that I ever shot I had upgraded my camera and I hadn't really played with it before I got to the shoot and I realized that the camera was setting on auto ISO and I didn't know at the time really what that was I mean it's kind of easy to think about now a lot of ISO it automatically set your ISO but it was automatically setting my ISO really high to like 1600 and I could not figure out how to get it off that setting and it was so stressful and I had these two surfer guys as assistants and they shot a different brand of camera and anyways I ended up going to the bathroom and like sitting in the stall reading the manual trying to figure out how to get it off of that setting and eventually um, the guys on set have figured it out and they set my camera to, you know, normal ISO to 400, but man, it was scary. So I always, 
always play with my camera a lot before before every shoot. Um, definitely want to have enough, like you said, cards. That's very important. I always try to have extra lighting gear if I need it, depending on what we're shooting. Um, always good to have Advil on set. <laughs> I always, <laughs> just never know. I yeah. tend to get headaches when I get overly inspired sometimes. Um, and lots of water, because I did get heat stroke recently. Oh. On heat. That was a surreal, it was on a 14 hour shoot day and it's been like 110 in Texas lately. And so I ended up with heat stroke and I ended up in the hospital oh, and yeah. actually lost my memory for a day. So that was no joke. <laughs> it was very scary. Um, my mom said I didn't even know cause she, she's the one that picked me up and took me to the hospital. And she said, I didn't even know the dog's names or what year it was. So oh I guess it, no rain for a day <laughs> it's terrible i'm like oh my goodness so definitely don't want to mess with heat stroke i don't think i have brain damage but <laughs> i am so glad that you're okay and i am so glad you had a, a good recovery yeah. yeah for sure for sure yeah it's like when you get off of a shoot you've been like too hot all day i didn't drink a whole lot because i get so in my zone and then after the shoot i had these chills i guess it was my body trying to cool itself off mm. and then i had a high fever and then i guess the high fever is where the memory loss comes in when you run like a one three one or four and i'm like a very much into holistic medicine so i didn't really want to take um other than advil on occasion but I didn't, I wanted to like let my fever just run itself out, which is probably the stupidest thing that you can do. Um, <laughs> so Maybe in that I, situation. <laughs> not smart. Um, but man, it was a, it was an adventure. Definitely. It gave me a lot of saline and a lot of fluids um, during that uh, time and got me back to normal, but it took about a day. Wow. So crazy experiences <laughs> yeah don't don't mess don't, with the heat the, the yes. these days right man don't mess with that heat well and it's yeah. humid down there too it's not just yeah. not like yeah. phoenix heat where it can be 110 and it's dry yeah like Very humid heat which feels hotter. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't really like anything above 90 when it's humid. No, me either. <laughs> that humidity is too much. Yeah. Uh, this morning definitely felt like the opening of that song. Uh, I walked from the parking deck to uh, my office space, and it was, um, yeah, I walked in looking like a drowned harassed rat from how much <laughs> I, I was sweating. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It's a hot look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. No, it's not, but thank you. <laughs> so hot. So hot. <laughs> um, when, when you are, uh, when you think to people who are looking either to get into modeling or who are getting into photography, um, what are some things or considerations that you would recommend to them? Like, uh, what is some advice that you would give to those people? Yeah, so you're saying uh, photographers, people wanting to pursue photography or pursue modeling? Uh, a little bit of both, because um, you've been because um, you've been able to interact with the multiple different amounts of models. So, just what some advice from your perspective? Yeah, I'd say with um, photography, 
you're looking to get into photography, I think the main thing is you have to really, so basically your portfolio is your resume. Um, like I had a business resume out of school and I haven't showed that to anyone, uh, which is kind of ironic, but I have, you have to basically show the type of work that you want to be shooting. So you honestly have to go out and shoot the kind of work that you love for free first to be able to show that to potential customers. So you really have to go and show, you know, create the type of work that you love, show that to as many people as possible. And you're going to start attracting those types of clients that are your dream clients. Um, as opposed to just shooting anything and everything because people kind of like to, you know, put you in a niche in their brain. And if you only show your most favorite kind of type of work to shoot your favorite niche, um, you'll start attracting that kind of work uh, to you. So that's kind of the, the way to get into the niche photography that you're interested in. And models, um, usually it's good to just, you know, call up the local agencies and find out when their open calls are and uh, usually bring in like a headshot and then go and meet with them and just see if you're a good fit for their agency. And that's really the best way to get started with that unless you want to just be like a quote-unquote influencer type which you just create your own work on Instagram and hustle <laughs> hustle hard and get your name out there that way um, I think if I were a model I might prefer the agency rat route because I think you have maybe the potential to get paid more on, on jobs and whatnot and they have that agent go between so you kind of help you kind of guide you in the industry so you get yeah. paid sooner too yes so yeah. true getting paid is always good yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yes absolutely <laughs> what is something about what you do that makes you go yes this is why i do what i do oh i think it's always on every shoot it's that feeling when i've got that shot and just created something that I dreamed up in my head and I actually saw it come to fruition in, in my camera. That is like the best feeling in the world. And that's why I keep shooting and keep shooting and keep shooting because that next shoot is like searching for that next high of that moment where I click that shutter and I know I've captured it. It's like the best feeling in the world. So love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was like Christmas morning level awesome yes. to me yeah oh yeah absolutely there's just nothing better than that That's having better. i've only been on like a handful of shoots mm -hmm. but seeing that is almost like my christmas because you can it is so visible and palpable it's <laughs> so true yeah, it those is. those wow moments are real for a lot of times everybody at the same time, depending. Yeah, totally. Like the whole crew celebrates. We're all like, woo, and everyone starts clapping when we've got the shot. And it's like this big moment, you know. <laughs> it's very fun. Very fun experience. It's kind of like a battle in, in a way, because especially with these advertising productions, you know, you're having to get a certain amount of shots within the day. And if rain comes or whatever comes, you're not expecting it can slow things down, like animals slow things down. Like we just did a shoot with a poodle uh, for a Nikon mm -hmm. shoot and the poodle was not cooperating at the beginning of the day and kind of made our shoot run two hours behind. So 
it's uh, always nerve-wracking when that happens, but when you've got all the shots they're looking for, and then we scream, that's a wrap, everyone starts, you know, cheering and clapping, and that's another big moment for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> Trey and I do this all the time. I look to see, because it looks like he's about to ask a question, So, uh, but I had one, so I'm going to go, just go, Trey. Oh! <laughs> I didn't mean that kind of go. He just totally so turned his camera off. Hearing <laughs> act on us. It's like a plot twist. <laughs> no, go, Emily. Um, do you have any big dream projects that you want to make happen someday? Ooh, um, I'd love to. I'd love to direct a film. Um, I'm not sure what what kind of film yet it'll either be maybe both maybe a document like a health documentary at some point i would like to do and um some some kind of feature film eventually i think would be really cool to, to direct someday that's awesome. like a year-long project you know sure. it's not a week production <laughs> yeah that would, would be, you be awesome. interesting would you be interested in filming, I don't know, potentially a fantasy takeover of a castle in the United States? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I would absolutely be interested. I'm glad you uh, thought of that. <laughs> You're going to explain it? <laughs> I, I will There's, let the... the the uh, purveyor of this idea, the person who started this concept, I'm going to let them explain it. What well, did I really start it? Or was it like Jasmine? No, it was Rhinos Leatherworks. Okay, yeah. so like one of our very first episodes. Uh-huh. And this has been a while back now, um, which is I'm very grateful for. But <laughs> we had this idea that we wanted to do. Like we, like everybody that's on the show is like our friend now, right? So we're yeah. like... We're like, cool, we're friends now. Let's go do a big, cool thing together. And one of my, one of the ideas was we needed to have, we need a castle. Oh, because it was the castle library. It was, there was a, um, the idea was to shoot in this really cool library mm -hmm. and like the type that would be in a castle. So we thought, well, we have mm -hmm. to take over a castle to use the library. Amazing. And, and then we wanted to make like a whole weekend of it, like, and just bring everybody um, we'll have, you know, musicians there to play music for us and we'll have to have like some kind of food and everybody can come and like the people that want to model can model. And like, I have a couple of cause the costuming part, I have a couple closets full of garb and dresses and awesome things they can wear. And then, um, cause I don't get rid of stuff often and <laughs> I'm going to be calling you for future shoes. <laughs> oh, do it. It would be so fun. I'll share all my stuff with you. And, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then we'll just do photo shoots at various places around the castle. Am I getting this right? There's, I feel like I'm forgetting something, Trey. This sounds amazing. Let's do it. We need zebras. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'll fly them over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Sandra said... Pythian, Pythian, Pythian Castle in Springfield, Missouri. So, um, and then uh, Kaz, one of our regulars here, our friend who, um, she makes armor for horses out of leather. And we thought that would be really great. So we need horses there. 
She has horses, but she lives in Kentucky. So we were trying to figure out the logistics of that because everybody we know that like would be involved is from all over the country. We need to come um, together. Oh, cool. I would love to do that. Okay. I, I am so there whenever this happens. Okay, cool. So there. I will, I will use miles and fly myself in. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Amazing. And then Jasmine and Jasmine had the idea that she wanted to do that for uh, Black Fay Day. And I don't know if you've heard of that. And uh, she, it's a um, once a year celebration to uh, celebrate um, blacks in fantasy and like to, that they are represented in fantasy because they're usually not. It's usually like a European kind of thing. And so she yeah. really loves fairies and fantasy and she like wanted to make something more of it. And she did successfully and it's like went viral and it's awesome. And Oh my God. So they have this gala every year, and she decided, well, we're going to have it in a castle. So she did. She got her castle, and they had it in the castle, and it was amazing. We wanted to be there, but we didn't make it. There was so much oh. going on. But, yeah. Anyway, so that, that was so cool. That was part of it, and they are invited as well. well I we'll love that. Make it work. We should. I can't wait to photograph your fashion. Okay, that'd be great. I'm so in for that. Seriously, I'm 100% serious. Okay, I am too. Yes. Well, we'll we'll stay in touch for sure then. Um, that would be amazing. Yeah. I, actually, I'm trying to think if I've photographed in a castle. I don't think that I have. I'm surprised I didn't think of that question. Yeah, no castles. Me either. Well, yeah, not like for art or anything like that have i the castles i've been in usually did not allow photography because i was a tourist gotcha (laughs) so i understand okay i let me think long term here there is a place in ireland that is paying people to come and revamp castles into like they will pay you to come there. Now you are out of pocket to rebuild these homes, dilapidated homes. However, it's in Ireland. It's a castle. I mean, we could make this happen. <laughs> and then we could like Airbnb it out when there we're done. Go. So oh. true. And then that it could be, go. yeah. Yeah. All right. So this just turned into an idea session. Uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning into this idea <laughs> session. Um, <laughs> we have this recorded now. <laughs> <laughs> we really have to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our our yeah. listeners will have us beholden to this. Yeah. <laughs> Modern romantic Airbnb. Oh. Yeah. And other right. creatives can come and do cool artsy photos there. Absolutely. Yeah. That's um, amazing. Um, we could get uh, even have it for uh, Nicola, Nicola Brown, to have like one of her events at. Oh yeah. We interviewed. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You tell it. No, go ahead. No, I told the castle story. <laughs> you tell this one. <laughs> um, we interviewed a couple weeks ago um, an eco-friendly uh, printer. Um, she will take things and she will use like things that she finds out in nature in order to do prints onto fabric um, but the way that she goes about doing it is always with uh, very ecocentric uh, and eco-friendly uh, 
process in mind. So not a lot of harsh chemicals, uh, rarely ever, unless it's to achieve a specific effect. Um, but she will do um, teaching events where she will invite uh, like a handful of people to come in and learn from her. Um, and it's kind of her giving back to and educating people on the benefits of eco-printing. Um, and it's really, really nice. Um, she's a wonderful, wonderful person. She, yeah. Cool. Yeah, she does really amazing work. And the cool part is that she grows her own plants and trees to use for printing because oh. she knows which ones print well. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. I can't, I can't wait to listen to that episode. Yeah, she's she's cool. kind of amazing. See, we got to invite her to the castle, too. I think she yeah. would show up, too. I really yeah, do. She would. Especially if we chose a castle that was, like, 20 minutes from her. And she's just like, oh, yeah, this is right down the road. I'll All just right. walk there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Dixie, back to you. Um, I'm sorry. No. I love this. This is, like, an idea generation call, too. <laughs> We're really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> we Projects could just... rolling. <laughs> um, one of the one of the questions that I have for you is, um, especially looking forward to your work. Um, now that we've had these ideas and we're looking forward to some of the ideas that we're looking forward to, what are some things upcoming for you uh, that we can expect to see in the upcoming future? Yeah, so I'm working on a couple of new books. Um, I have a book out currently that's like how to, it's like basically a how-to book. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, but um, it's how to break into fashion photography. But the next couple of books that I do, they're going to be coffee table books. Um, so I'm in the process of, of shooting those. Um, potentially one's going to be like a Western type of cowgirl, cowboy, since I'm from Texas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the other one... I have all these ideas. It's like figuring out which one to shoot first is always the tricky part, but something with animals for sure. Um, and the models coming together and photographing the beast of our planet, um, doing more of those shoots and putting it together. So um, yeah, so those are two that I'm really excited about. And uh, just, gosh, every day is, is an adventure. Like this week I'm shooting a, a rapper um, and doing his album cover. And the next week I'm shooting for a phone company in Miami um, on a yacht. <laughs> so it's like every day is a new adventure, you know? <laughs> and that's what I love about uh, this, uh, this business. Is yeah. You're gonna, where you're going to end up. <laughs> that sounds so, like a lot of fun. Yeah. It's definitely a good, good gig. <laughs> so how can our listeners support you in your work? Or, or your work. Yeah. I mean, my Instagram's under I am Dixie Dixon. Okay. Well, to follow along and message me, text me, whatever. If you have ideas you want to collaborate on. Yeah, I'm always, always game for that. And uh, love connecting with other um, artsy folk that are into that. And uh, yeah, anything, anything creative minded i'm i'm usually game for so <laughs> all right yeah well we have ideas so we'll have to talk oh, good <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm excited this castle idea sounds incredible so 
we gotta make that happen yeah we've talked about it for too long now it's been like yeah. almost two years <laughs> yes oh my god Hi. oh my god it has i know oh. yeah that would be so cool um well when we when we have it scheduled when uh, you are definitely getting an invitation, uh, and so many of our listeners will also be getting an invitation, um, so that we can have a just absolutely smash event. I love it. Uh, well, Dixie, amazing. <laughs> Dixie, I just have to say that this has been an incredible, incredible time with you here today. Um, you are so genuine, and there's just so much happiness. We oh. talked earlier in the episode, or like before the episode started, that uh, you love the color yellow, and I think you really embody that color quite well with oh. just how much like sunshine you brought to the conversation, and just how much like energy that you bring in general. Oh, thank you so much. I love seeing your yellow pi pillows in your background too. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> well thank you guys so much for having me it's been i had a total blast hanging out with y'all tonight such a such a joy and both of you are just so genuine and easy to talk to you and you made it completely non-nerve-wracking <laughs> oh good thank you, thank you. Appreciate that yeah this was a blast <laughs> it was for us too yeah. yeah can't wait to hopefully meet you guys in person at some point on this castle idea or whatever other ideas you guys have just shoot me an email <laughs> we will we will make this happen yay uh thank you everybody and remember be huggable <laughs> good one good one <laughs> bye everybody awesome. bye everybody <laughs>